I've uh, I've made it into the ventilation fan. Which way? Which direction am I going? Down the hall. If you see a sign. Uh, yep, I I see a sign. Which uh, which, uh, which what should it be signposting me to? So the sign should say something about things that you've played. Yes, yes, I see it. I see it. Head down to things you've played. Okay, okay, I've uh, I've, I've gone past there. Where, where do I go from here? Okay, you see the vent on the wall. Yep, yep. Oh, take the vent off the wall. Uh, yep, um, right. yep, that's off the wall. Yep, climb inside. Uh, yep, yep. Okay. And I, I will cover your tracks behind you. Okay. Yep. Done. Done. Now. Head down and take a right. Okay, yep, I've gone that way. You should see a vent in the floor below you. Uh, yes, I see one down there. Can you see anything in there? Uh, yes. Uh, I I can see things, things we've watched. Uh, you're gonna need to rappel down into this room, taking out the guards with some skits. Oh, oh, uh, skits. There's another one. There's another one. Oh, we've got, we've got a behind bunch you, of skits. Ah, ah, another skit back there. Now, I need you to put the USB key into the computer and get on with things we've listened to. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm installing things we've listened to as we speak. We're, we're downloading it from the mainframe. Okay, okay. There's a security guard coming down the hall, but they don't look like they're coming to your location. It's fine. If they do, we'll distract them with some silly voices. How's the download going? It's going. It's, it's, it's almost... Ah, oh, there it goes. Excellent. I think as soon as you can get back here, we've got everything we need for queer and pleasant strangers. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Aris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about our weeks and what we've been enjoying media-wise and do silly voices and skits and such. How are you doing this week? I'm alright. A bit sleepy. Yeah. I wasn't ready to go back to work after the long weekend. Yeah, we both um did our best. You, you, you had a nice four-day weekend. Mm-hmm. I... Did my best to take like two and a half days. Yeah, yeah, I think you did pretty well. Yeah, we considering you're, you know, not doing that thing. Indeed, we 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 did a bit. We did a big old sleepy this morning, though. Mm-hmm. We were both very like, oh, we have to go back to the real world and uh, responsibilities. Real world and responsibilities. Yeah, we have to. We have to be in the same building, but like sat at desks as opposed to on the sofa. Uh, that's that's much harder. Uh, that doesn't come with podcasts. I know, and or things we've played, watched, or listened to doesn't come with any of those. Indeed, no. Yeah, so should we talk about some things we've played, watched, listened to? Uh, maybe the played one first. Maybe the played one first. Should we do the played? Should we talk about things we've played? We played one thing a lot. We we did we we played other things, but we did play a lot of one We stayed thing. up till 2am twice. Yeah, two separate days in a row we stayed up till 2am playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a heck of a, a game, huh? Yeah. I... Mm, so... Final Fantasy VII Remake obviously had a lot to live up to because Final Fantasy VII is a very beloved game and there is a lot of ways you could remake that game and people go, yeah, this is not my Final Fantasy VII though, this is... To be fair, it was always going to have a lot of not hashtag not my Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, yeah, but like, I'm really digging it. I'm loving it. Yeah. Uh, So, the original Final Fantasy VII... Big lengthy JRPG release back on the PlayStation One like twenty thirty years ago at this point. Uh, Gosh, not, uh, not, not no, it. I think it was like ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, tw- okay, twenty five years probably. Splitting the difference, it's about twenty five years ago. Yeah, right. It is. 
it's longer ago than you think it is. <laughs> um, and this remake is only the first of several parts, so who knows when we get to finish the the actual story? But uh, well, I mean, this part took like ten years to make, so yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, they've got all the character models now, and the they've worked out the things, and the dungeon works, and maybe it'll only be a couple of years until we get more of it. Who knows? Maybe. Um, but yes, um, it, it's taken it from being a turn based um. RPG to being more of a sort of real time with turn based elements. More like uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah, so you're like real time dodging from attacks, hitting things with your sword with a hit button, you got a block button. Um but you can at any time press a button if you've got this meter built up to basically go into turn based menu combat, which is where you do all your special abilities from. Uh how are you feeling about that combat? Um I've been I'm struggling with it. It's a bit much for me, but uh, yeah, I, I I see the the good of it. I I like that about it. I know that there is the option to to turn it down to sort of a classic ATB. Yeah, apparently it, that makes it considerably easier. Yeah. But... So interestingly, um, doing it classic mode where you just have like it does the hitting for you and you just pick the the menu options. Uh, you can only do that on easy difficulty. You can't do it with the the hard mode difficulty damage numbers, mm. which seems like an odd choice. But uh, I'm sure there were reasons. Oh, I'm sure there were. But um, what one thing I found about it is I it, it's a lot of information to take in at once. I found it infinitely easier with you in the co-pilot seat and <laughs> or reverse. Like one of us keeping an eye on how's the ATB gauge doing, how's our health doing. Ha, um, do I still? Break? Yeah. Do I have a limit break? Do I still have a uh, regen going? Do I still yep. have my barrier up? Yeah. Um, There's a lot of data when you're just trying to sort of slash at things as well. Yes, it's it's a lot to to process. Like I have to be dodging and hitting and getting those like sort of Dark Soulsy real time action elements done, but I also need to be monitoring like MMO levels of meters and bars mm-hmm. and like. It's fantastically detailed. Oh yeah! If you've got someone to keep an eye on that for you, yeah. Uh, I, and I think the the co-piloting thing has really helped, and it's made it more of a, a two-person thing as opposed yeah. to one person is sitting there, the other person is doing nothing. It it has very much meant that when because we've been passing the controller off like every couple of hours, we'll pass it back and forth. But it means like every time there's combat, it's like this isn't story, but I still have something to contribute from the co-pilot yeah. seat. Yeah, it's been good like that. It's it's kept us both engaged like into the early hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, other than that, I, I've, I've been really enjoying their characterization of a lot of these characters. Yeah. Um, the, the designs of them are very um, uh, advent children, advent is it? Children, yeah, yeah, very advent children. Yeah. Um, you 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 very much dig in this wed uh, this version I'm, of wedge. I'm a bit into wedge. Yeah, wedge is adorable. <laughs> it's wedge. I just want to hang out and 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 and, and get baked and cuddled and and eat pizza. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like wedge seems like you could have a real fun day playing JRPGs in your jammies with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I I I'm really happy with a lot of like I didn't expect to laugh this much. It it has been good and amusing. Yeah. Um. Some of the scenes that I was particularly nervous about, okay, how's this going to be? Um, the the cross-dressing scene in particular, I I really liked how they I like they the fact that we were like, we're very it. new to the, 
near to this thing. And then we spent four hours running around going, I want to make Cloud the prettiest princess. Indeed. And we, we did we did a lot of running around going like, let's be the pretty princess. Let's be the pretty princess. The whole way around this very large... Ramwall market. Yeah. Uh, area Which is a huge fucking area. Oh, there was a bunch of like side quest shit to do. And mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff. But we did all of them, which means we got the nicest chest. Yeah, we got a blue and black one. It was adorable. Um... But yeah, like I think I think they did a much better job of making that feel a lot less lol, there's a man in a dress, haha. Which is very very nice. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm really eager to play more of this. Mm-hmm. I think we might have to have another weekend of lots of Final Fantasy coming up. Well, <laughs> I've got news for you, we've got all the time in the world to sit inside and yeah. play okay. As as of when we record this, like in theory, the lockdown in the UK ends in, like, three days. It's not going to end in three days. There's rumblings it's going on for another three weeks. It's about to be announced, like, days after we record this, so... Mm. Another weekend in playing video games, my love? Sure. Yeah, because we've put, like, a good 20 hours into this, and we are... Yeah, I think we're through about that. We're, we're, we're getting there. They've, they've shuffled some events around Yeah, it, it took me until... Uh, I think after finishing that wall market to, area to, to realize, go, hang on, this isn't the order that it happened in previously because I've yeah. I've only played it end to end once, and mm. I've started it a few times since then and just gone. The graphics hurt my eyes. It's this is the thing. This is why I'm honestly really glad that remake is happening. Is as much as like I have a lot of reverence for what Final Fantasy VII is, and I think it's a fantastic game. It's really hard to go back to the original at this point. Like mm. it. It has aged roughly. Yeah. And it, it'll be nice to have a version that is a bit more... That, that has some modern sensibilities when going back to revisit it. Yeah. Uh, I very much like that you can't change the name of characters. Yes. You're not going to accidentally get into a situation where, like, you a character... someone after a loved one and then that loved one dies. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I wonder who... I wonder which character in the narrative that might have been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've been very much enjoying it. I like what they've done with the weapon system as well. Mm. Um, the fact that you can keep upgrading the weapons, so yes. th- those weapons that you get right from the beginning will still stay relevant. Indeed, and they tend to not be like, this weapon is objectively better than this weapon, it's usually they're balanced different ways, so like, Cloud might have one sword that has better offensive skills, one that has more materia slots, one that has more uh, magic uh, mm. out- damage output. Yeah. They-, they tend to be balanced for specific things. Yeah, you can you can spec out a character in various different ways. I like the fact that you can say like I want Tifa to be more aggressive, or yeah. I want her to be like more of a, a mage. And I really like this system they have where you gain proficiency by using a weapon and its signature skill a bunch. Where mm-hmm. basically each weapon has like one specific attack that if you use it enough times, you then get to use it on all of that character's weapons. Mm-hmm. And what that, if nothing else, what that does really well is it encourages you to. For an hour or so, try a new weapon. And if you're not digging it, that's alright. Your old weapon will now have that new ability added to it. You've, you earned something by spending an hour with that new weapon. Yeah. Sometimes even less, maybe half an hour. But it encourages you to at least give it a try and see what it feels like. Yeah. The only thing I haven't found that I I personally would have maybe spent a little bit of time with would be just the ability to go and grind out some levels. 
Yeah. There's a few times yeah. where I've been like, I could maybe do with just that, just a, a, a little bit more of an edge before going into big things. Yeah. And we've not actively looked for it. Like, I imagine... There's been a few times where I've been like, if I go around here, because there were sort of generic enemies around yeah. here, is there... No. Well, you know when we were in, say, Sector 7? Yes. Um, If we backtracked down that road where we came from, we probably would have found some enemies that way. I imagine? Yeah. I don't um, know. I've wandered around the, the bit where we did the, the bugs in the cave. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've wandered around that a few times. It's like, not really seeing anything spawning back in. So, yeah. not sure what to do. But, um... Even well, so, between us, we've managed to get mm, through the big fights. The Colosseum, I imagine we could now kind maybe, of level grind Maybe out. now, but like again, that's something yeah. that we've only recently... That's unlocked. about 20 hours deep into the game before we got a place that I would go, oh yeah, that's a place I can grind some levels. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, we've been defeating like pretty much everything possible. We've done all the side quests. <gasps> and I imagine if we were still having difficulty, like... You could turn the difficulty mode down, but like it, it's like yes. I don't always want that. I, I sometimes want to be like, give me half an hour fighting some grunts just so I can get a couple of extra yeah. stat points, and you know maybe up, be able to upgrade a weapon a little bit more. Yeah, but Those equally, like nice. we've not hit any major roadblocks. Like I think uh, if I'd been playing on my own, there are a few things oh, I would have got absolutely wrecked uh, by. Ag agreed, same. Um, and there was one fight that we got wrecked by because we just. We couldn't have known that you had to go into that fight with four different spells equipped, otherwise I, you I weren't... I mean, ideally, but... Yeah. Well, like... We didn't even have, like, the base two on the character that needed them. Yes. We, with only really one of them, of the four, we were like, it's just not going to happen. I physically cannot do the damage yeah. I need to, but... Still. Overwhelmingly... I'm really loving it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I, I cannot wait to, to play more of it. Yeah. This upcoming weekend. I'm I'm a bit sad that we seem to be what halfway through what might be all of this. Yeah, yeah. It... I quite enjoyed the new character that we encountered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope to see more of them at some point. I'm assuming they're going to be a recurring thing. <laughs> I imagine so. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is I. I'm enjoying this enough that I really wish that we had a hundred hours of it ahead of us. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish this was our next, like, f like five weekends going. The fact that it might be done on a second weekend is like, that's still a decent amount of video game, but also it's gonna feel like, but, 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 but more. But, yeah, what if just more? But where is the rest of, of, of it, though? Because I like it. I'm gonna have to wait. Yeah, like you think serialized, serialized like um, radio shows and stuff are bad or podcasts are bad. How about when it's a video game and it could be like years before you get a satisfying conclusion? Uh, yeah, like I, I fully, fully believe that we will be playing uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two on PlayStation Five, probably. Probably. Like I, I imagine they, they are, they've got that up their sleeve to be like, hey, here's your incentive to buy a PS Five early because. You know, maybe next winter, there's more of it. Like, it I would be, be nice if they could bring make it annually, but I don't want to push anyone to I, it. I yeah, I don't want to like. I I don't think it'll happen, but I I part of me naively hopes maybe that they've had a second team starting on the second part, so they can be like, hey, next year this is your incentive to buy a PS5. Could be, but yeah, we'll or see. Maybe it'll be four and five. Who knows? 
Maybe it will be the um, the cross platform Twilight Princess. um, Yeah, yeah, the 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 Cube and the Wii editions. Indeed, maybe playing it on PS Five was sold the one like weird thing on PS Four, which is texture loading is sometimes a bit slow on stuff. Um, I've noticed it, but it has not bothered me at all. It it hasn't. It hasn't, like, ruined my experience, but it's occasionally made me laugh when I'm watching a cutscene and then halfway through a sign, like, goes from being a blur to, like, oh, I can read that now. I'm not good at noticing those things. <laughs> uh, uh, very much enjoying it. Indeed. It's been very nice to have an RPG to play through together. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? What else have you been playing this also, week? I've been playing well. We played some things together. We yeah. played some things... Over the internet. Yes, we we that used... was interesting. <laughs> yeah, so we've been itching to play board games with our friends, but we cannot go visit our friends. Ooh. So we set up our uh, streaming card game board game setup yeah. and set that up over over internet video and played board games with people who were in another room. Yeah. So if you've ever watched anything on my channel, like when we've done Pokemon or Magic the Gathering games. Yeah. Uh, we do like an overhead shot, and sometimes we'll do like some picture in picture with with us. Mm. And we were just like, well, what, why don't we just use that setup on like uh, yeah. screen sharing with uh, XSplit and projection mode? Yeah, it worked really well yeah. in that we were able to like switch between if we had a little handheld camera, we could put onto things. If you in, need like... to see an individual card, yeah. I can give you a. a and we were sometimes like WhatsApping like photos of things to each other to make sure you could see high resolution stuff if you needed to. Yeah, because uh... we played Mysterium. Yeah. Uh, so I was basically just tweeting dreams at, at people. <laughs> There you go. I am the ghost. Yeah. I am tweeting all the dreams at you. We played, uh, what was the other one? Azul Summer Pavilion. Yeah, that one was a little bit more difficult because of being able to see the boards well, properly. I think, I I don't think that either of the people who we Skyped in had any difficulty too um, much. A little bit, but it was vastly helped by the fact that they had um, like a really big TV. Yes. Um... So we've we've talked about both these games before. Azul Summer Pavilion is that one we talked about like last week, maybe with the I believe so, yeah. with the very satisfying click clacky tiles that you you pay a certain number of them to put them down on a flower and you complete the flower to earn bonus points. So good. Uh, that yeah, that our our experience playing that over Skype worked really well. I think largely because it's so many big block color tiles to pick from, um, and you're basically just placing placing things in a circle. It's not lots of intricate small pieces that you could miss see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not lots of I can't quite read that name. Um, for a first game to try and play over the internet, it went so well. Yeah, I think so. Like I would definitely play that over the internet again. Yeah, we'd definitely be up for trying that. Yeah, and then we did Mysterium, which again, I, I think even without like the WhatsApping, you know clearer photos of the cards. Yeah. I think we we pretty well managed to communicate like all the information needed. I think I think we definitely could have done without it, but I yeah. just I think because sometimes with that game it's a case of hey, I as the ghost only have this card that is even faintly related to your yes. thing. I need to make sure you can see I need you to make sure that you can see the rake in the back of this image. <laughs> yes, very true. Um yeah, I I think what we found was that Games that uh, games that are played open-handed work very well. Yeah. Um. So either cooperative games like Mysterium, where it's a, it's a lot of people talking with each other about what to do, mm-hmm. or Azul, where at the very least, like no one's hiding a hand of cards. Yeah. It's 
everyone knows what everyone else has all the time. Yeah, I was I was kind of hoping that they had like um Scotland Yard because it would have been yes. again that would have been one we could have like just updated the board between the two of us if yes. they had a board as well because we talked about possibly playing um Lords of Waterdeep. Yes. And it was they've got a copy, we've got a copy. So if somebody just has the random stack and dishes out the next one and then we at our end go, okay, what's the next one? We'll find that in the in yeah. the thing. That would have been an easy way to play that. There's there's a few games that I think if both players had a physical version, we could use one as like the the live copy and one that is the like the backup that is being updated in post. Yeah, I mean we talked about tabletop simulator, but the problem there is the fact that all four of us would have needed copies of it and a computer. Yeah, yeah, which would have put the people that were sitting in the same room probably having to sit in different places because I guess you'd have had to be up here. Um, uh, quite possibly. Um, it wouldn't have had quite the same energy. No, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, we had a we had more games in a stack that at some point we'll get round to trying. Oh, we tried Punderdome. Oh yes, we did some Punderdome. Yeah. Um, mechanically that worked fine over Skype. Yeah. Um, all of us were having like ah, that's a, that's a lot of brain to to. A bit tired. It's a yeah. bit warm. The 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 basic premise of the game is you have two decks of cards. You turn over the top card of each deck and someone who is the judge reads them out and it's like um, yeah make a pun out of the Beatles and partying yes and you have to try and come up with the best pun you can which it worked well you've got to be in the right frame of mind to to pun yeah I think we had like bathing in celebrities at one point and I came up with washed up celebrities Uh, Michael Bublé bath yes I I was very proud of Michael Bublé bath you should be it was very good (laughs) Uh, so well, yeah, yes. what what else did we play this week? Um, well, I played. I used the same setup to play Pandemic with Becky. Yes, you did. How did that go? I had to teach Becky how to play Pandemic. Yeah, that's um, fair. And as it was a first game, I did very specifically pick out uh, the event cards and what yes. characters we were going to use. Yeah, no, that makes but, sense. But like, I used five epidemics. Yeah, we only encountered three before we cured everything. Yeah. Oh, you managed to cure everything. Cure everything. Uh, we even eradicated one of yeah. them. So. Was it easy enough to play over over an internet connection? Yeah. It was. It was more a case of um, just like. I suppose it became less about going. Okay, I'm going to go to this place, and more. Yeah. Can you move me up one and left one? Yeah. Um, and I think there was obviously there was a degree of the teach of the game. Yes. Yes. We. And I'm not the best at that. I yeah. I, I, I need to rewatch that video uh, hmm. from the Shuffle Sit Down guys because they yes. did an excellent video on the teach. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. I, I. It was a lot of fun. It still is. Indeed. Speaking of pandemic. <laughs> yes. So we started playing Pandemic Legacy because mm-hmm. we really enjoyed our previous weekend of playing lots of Pandemic. Yes. And decided, what if we had a several months long campaign of. Uh, repeated games of it where we have to rip up cards and stick new rules in the in the rule book and things yeah. change and there mm. are consequences. Oh yeah. So you've played the opening couple of months of Pandemic Legacy before yes. with a separate group yes. that struggled to Technically I've played January like three times now. Yeah. You struggled to, to make that, that group consistently happen, but uh Yeah. So, so we initially we we Somebody got it. We were all like, okay, we'll all throw money in together to to, to pay for it as it's going to be a shared yeah. single-use game. And then 
Like one person just kept constantly being like, "Oh, I can't come out. I can't. I can't make it tonight." Yeah. Um. So that ended up not happening. Eventually, we got everyone together for the first month. We got all the way through it. Uh, we I think we had a few places on fire, but yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, like we shouldn't have had things on le- level two and three in the first month of a campaign that long. Yeah. Um, we got to open the uh like the tab at the mm. end of the month on on one of the dossiers. Which reveals sort of secret bits. You un- unlock all these various bits as you go through the game. There is so much stuff in that box. Yes. Um. So we un- we unlocked the thing at the end of the first month, and we were just like, "Oh, this is in uh like French or German, I think it was." <laughs> so it was like, "Okay, we're gonna have to go back to the manufacturer." And they're like, "Okay, sorry, yeah, that's happened with a whole batch of things. We'll send you the right ones." A few months later, new ones turned up. A few months after that, we finally got everyone together. We were like. We haven't made any major changes. Should we just reap? Because we hadn't torn anything up. We've been very careful about. We'll just put that to the back. Who yeah. knows? Maybe we will be able to play this a second time. <laughs> um. So luckily, we could basically just rewind. We took all the stickers very carefully off the board, <laughs> and basically just played the first month again. Yeah. And cleared away the board. And uh, left it at that, and then we went to play the next one, like uh, a few yeah. weeks later, and we went fuck. We didn't make the correct notes on things. Yeah, you were supposed to do a bunch of things based on what was on the board before you packed it away. Yeah, and I think we forgot to do something midway through the game. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So basically we ended up uh, playing a second game in January because we'd lost the first one. Yes. uh, And playing the February game. uh, Yeah. And and trying to work it out from that. (laughs) And not getting any further... Uh, yeah, we've not got further from February since then. We've so, not played another game in like two plus years. So in the space of a weekend, we caught up with where you'd been up to. We played yeah. uh, We played through January and February of this 12 months uh, campaign. Yeah, January didn't go uh, too badly. We only got like a few places uh, of, of civil unrest. Yeah, I think both January and February both went like remarkably quite well. Fe- um, February we finished in minutes. Yes, so... Yeah, there's this whole mechanic where anytime a city um, over uh, outbreaks, you stick a sticker on it. And the first one is like, okay, that's a warning. Let's not have that happen again. And then it like starts increasing the cost to to go through the city or to cure it and whatnot. Um, we've not had anywhere go above one uh, level one sticker so far. So oh. we've we've done okay. Yeah, definitely have to play it a lot more. Um, cautious of outbreaks than you do regular pandemic yeah i know a lot of people who treat the outbreaks uh track as like a whole nother resource yeah it's like fuck it it doesn't matter unless you've got well, lots of things that are going to keep like uh yeah. potentially like set each other off often well we've we've played games of regular pandemic where we've gone we can afford two or three outbreaks because we're real close to finishing the game and yeah. like let's not worry about that let's just sprint for the finish yeah the the, the standard game i played yeah. with becky last night there was one point we were just like right at the end it's like Okay, well, I can go over that side, literally go to the other side of the map and clear up these two cities that might just trigger each other. We only had two outbreaks out of eight, yeah. potentially maximum. It was like, yeah, but if you meet me in this city, you can hand me over that card and I can cure this the, the turn after that. Yeah. So let's just not worry. Exactly. And I, I think like you, we've talked about this, that like your previous group had some people who were very experienced at regular pandemic mm-hmm. who 
played Legacy going, oh, we can let a few uh, a few cities pop, that's not the end of the world. Not realising quite how... Or not, not treating it with perhaps the gravity it requires. Not, not, yeah, not taking into account how bad that could fuck things up. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the, the quarantine mechanic that popped up. Yeah? Uh, that was real cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was real interesting. Yeah, I'm feeling like we're doing okay right now. We're doing alright. We won two games in a row, and as such, we don't get any nice bonus cards in our deck next game, because they're like, you're doing too well. Have You don't more... need funding. You don't need funding. Look, we're, we're going to cut fun. You've managed to stop the outbreak from spreading, therefore you don't need funding anymore. I mean, that sounds perfectly legit. That sounds very much like the real world right mm-hmm. now. Uh, that's, that was fun. Yeah. What else have we played? We played anything else? Have you played anything else? Uh, I played some Normality. Tell me about Normality. It's a 1996 3D point-and-click game, uh, which I believe had Corey Feldman in the US edition as as the voice of Kent Nutman, uh, Nutson. I don't, <laughs> Nutman. I, <laughs> I don't know if he's the voice in all of the versions. But, okay. But yeah, basically you play this sort of... Uh, I don't know what you call him. I guess he's probably kind of a burner. Okay, yeah. Um, and he's just been released from basically prison. Okay. For whistling a tune in the street. Oh, no. The norm troopers picked him up and they oh. took him to maximum security blue pens, which is basically like prison, but just there to make you more normal and calm. And they just uh, play Muzak at you all day. Is this one of these stop being weird, fitting line regimented kind of dystopias? Yeah, it's sort of a weird fa- fascistic government. Everything's a bit black and white. Everything's very black and white. Anything that might be too exciting, like the park's shut in case people get too exciting. Yeah. yeah. Or have too much fun. <laughs> um, you're like, you start the game basically thrown into your apartment, being told, like, turn the TV on, stay there watching TV. If that TV goes off, you're going to be in big trouble. Oh. Um, you find this weird gizmo that's basically kind of hypnotic in your couch when you accidentally break it. Right. Um, and it seems that these things are being put in furniture to keep people docile. Mm. It's it's a really interesting story, but uh, I, I mean, I I think I maybe played it once since its original release. Yeah, because I was like, it had this like weird swirly rainbow pattern background with just this weird character with like orange hair and a little orange goatee. <laughs> and I was like, that is an interesting game. I'll pick that up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've it's it's got a fair bit of fat phobia in it. A lot of things of that era do. Yeah, yeah. As a fat person, um, I mean, like, it's just feel it just feels more like a oh, okay, yeah, than a good gravy that was absolutely awful. Um, but yeah, like it, he gets a job at one point in a uh, furniture factory, hmm. where basically the job is to break things. But currently everyone's on strike and refusing to break anything and okay. until they get better pay. Yeah. And I'm not one to break Unions! Yeah, so I didn't break anything. I stole some already broken stuff and put it somewhere so that the I could knock someone else unconscious ah. and not get ground into dust while I fed myself into a dumpster. Nice! <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did that stream last Tuesday. I'll probably finish that tonight, which nice. will have been the previous Tuesday when this episode comes out. Yeah. Oh. What about you? You got any others? Uh, I've got two that I can very quickly uh, chime in on. Uh, I played some more Animal Crossing. Yes. Um, 
I have very nearly paid off my final uh, house payment. I don't get anything else, uh, get anything extra for that, but I, you know, I just want to not have that debt hovering over me. Uh, I spent, like, all my money on Sunday on turnips. I had a room and a half of my house full of turnips. And then uh, a very lovely um, Podquisition listener had um, a very, very high turnip selling price and was kind enough to DM me a code so I could come and sell my turnips for, like, a massive profit. So I got, like, two and a half million bells, and I put two million of them into paying off, like, 80% of my, like, final mortgage on my house. Selling off the nips. Yeah, now I just have, like, a bunch of money sat around, which is nice. Um, there was a fishing tournament that happened on Saturday in-game. Um, that was fun, although I think not disabling the, uh, the, the, the eggs that you could find by fishing during the tournament was a bad idea, because the whole point of the tournament was three minutes, go catch as many fish as you can, get a bunch of points. The fact that you can pull up stuff that isn't fish during that was a weird design choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then Sunday, on Easter Sunday, there was the, the end of the Bunny Day event, which has been going on for like 12 days. Bunnies! Uh, where basically a bunch of eggs um, you could find from various activities. Uh, they massively ramped up for that day the frequency of eggs showing up and the frequency of getting new recipes. I got all of the Bunny Day recipes, I crafted all the things, I have an entire room of my house now that is Easter themed and just has like egg-shaped balloons and egg-shaped chairs and egg-shaped clocks in it and I'm just like, that's the Easter room! I just I just have a, a room full of Easter things now. Mm. Um, yeah, that, 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 was, that, was, that was fun enough, it gave me an excuse to, to check in on the weekend. Uh, and then the last thing, which I've put in played, it's not played as such, it was meant to be played, um, is Little Hope. Ah. Which is the next game from Supermassive, the people that did Until Dawn and Man of Medan. That was an interesting trailer, what I watched earlier. Yeah, so here's the situation. Um, I was meant to go to their studio to go hands-on with that game, and understandably, that can't happen right now because mm. coronavirus-y whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thankfully, that's a game where you don't really have to touch it to, to get a feel of what it's like, because it's one of those, like... It's an interactive movie. It's an interactive movie, and I played Man of Medan, so it's like, I know what it feels like to walk around in this world and to make choices with the analog stick mm-hmm. and to do a quick time event. Yeah. So, like, I can go... I, I could basically go, I know what the interactive bits of it feel like. Show me the narrative bits. So it's, um, I mean, it's, it's the, the the telltale situation. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, it. you know, I think getting to watch like 40 minutes of someone play it is like, yeah. okay, I, I got probably about as much of that as I would have done getting my hands on it. Not, yeah. you know, it's it's close enough. I suppose the only thing you're really times. losing with that is when, like when you went to the Man of Manan event, you were talking about how you and other journalists were then sort of yes. having those conversations about... So what did you yeah. see at this point? Yeah, so this was a this was one thing that was a bit of a disappointment. Is a big a big part of the appeal of Man of Badan was this uh, ability to play through half the story each and to then mm-hmm. sort of have scenes that you didn't see. Um this was only shown from one character's perspective, not the others. Um and we we didn't get that ability to go, or oh, what happened for you? Yeah, like what what choices did you make? Where did that lead you? They should have done you... two separate streams. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I kind of you know there are ways they maybe could have done things like that, but um I got to watch about forty minutes from the very start of the game being played, and um 
I'll start off with the the big differences. Um, both Until Dawn and Man of Medan both like take quite a while at the start, not actually doing the horror setup yet. Like they they both start with here is our cast of characters. We're going to very slowly, gently over time introduce them and tell you who they are before the horror starts. Uh, this wastes no fucking time getting into the horror. Um, within the first like forty minutes, it had touched on like. Mm, um, bus crash in a weird, creepy town, and now it's surrounded by mysterious fog and you can't leave. Plus, flashback to the 70s where maybe there's a The Omen-style child with, like, the devil attached to her that is... So it's Silent Hill. Called... It's it's kind of Silent Hill, but also kind of The Omen, because, like, there is very definitively a child in the 70s... Seven... There's a... Mm. Our main cast of characters seem to share faces with a bunch of characters in the 70s who die, all die in horrible, gruesome ways, sort of triggered by this child who maybe has the devil attached to her. And what I saw from the trailer, um, it looks like even like further back from the Well, 70s. yeah, and that's it. So, that's a weird flashback that happens after the bus crash. Then you meet that girl and get dragged back into like the 17th century witch trials. Um, and from what I understand... You then meet another cast of characters who have your characters' faces. They all get killed in the witch trials. I think they all get, like, murdered for being witches. Spoilers. Uh, this is, this is like, introductory premise of the game, as it was explained <laughs> to me, is there are, like, three different time periods in which these characters keep meeting past versions of themselves dying in horrible ways. <laughs> and... Then eventually they get back to Paleolithic. Yeah, then, <laughs> so it's a lot of that, and then some kind of horror scenario in the present where it's like, hmm, people with our faces keep getting killed, and now creepy stuff is happening in the present around us. Mm. What's going on? The Magnazaga. The Magnazaga. Um, yeah. So, huh. the the. The big takeaway I have about this narratively right now is it feels like it's throwing a lot at the wall very quickly. Because, like, it sounds like I'm telling you a lot here. Yes. This is... The first sentences of premise we were told in our press keynote was, oh yeah, there's these people, they crash in the woods, and then there's a 1970s family who died that have their faces, and family... And I'm like, that's, that's a lot to just throw out at the start. And, like, the first 40 minutes is go, 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 go. So many different horror genres being thrown at the player. Yeah. Um, I have to suspect that some of them are red herrings to some degree, or that I, I don't know. My my concern would be I don't think that a five hour game is going to have time to satisfyingly address all of these genres of horror and bring them all together in some way. Mm. And I'm curious, like it it feels like a like a lot to throw in there. Um, I do like that two of the five characters this time are not just 20-something young adult um, assholes again, which both Until Dawn and Men of Badan were here are your about 20-something young adult assholes. Mm. Um, there is now John, who is a professor who's taking them all on this university field trip, mm -hmm. who is like probably in his uh, late 50s, early 60s. Uh, he seems to be a recovering alcoholic. He's got a three-month sobriety chip he's sort of obsessively rubbing at one point. Uh, and there is uh, uh, Agnes, I think her name might be. Don't quote me on that. I, I cannot remember. I wrote it down earlier. 
um, who is a mature student as well, who seems to be like, she's a very sort of prim and proper old style librarian look to her. She seems to be a very much a skeptic of the paranormal, hmm. um, which considering how quickly paranormal shit is thrown her way, I wonder how long that'll last, but I don't know. It's nice to see playable older characters in an interactive horror thing. Because that's that's not often a thing, and I'm I'm very curious what kind of horror scenarios you could put, say, a seventy year old lady in that will have tension while being escapable, like, and how you balance that with scenarios that the much younger and probably better physical shape characters can can get through. So I'm intrigued. I I want to know what they're going to do with these older characters. I'm intrigued what horror scenarios that might open up. Curious. Um, like, there's one shot in the trailer, I think, of Agnes being trapped in a room slowly filling with gas and sort of banging on the wall trying to get out, so doesn't seem like they're going to shy away from putting horrific things on them. Wow. But, yeah. Uh, the, the performances, the performances as I saw, all seemed really strong, mm-hmm. uh, particularly the one... <sighs> Supermassive seem to love to have one known name, like, recognisable face actor in all their games. Like, mm. it was um, Rami Malek in Until Dawn, for example. Yeah. Uh, here it's uh, Will Poulter is his name. Um, he he was most recently in a film called Midsommar. Uh, his face is recognisable from some things. Um, I Weirdly, the thing I, I recognise him most from is an old children's oh, show. him. Yes. From the Yes, he was in the the Inbetweeners, was it? Was it Inbetweeners? No. One of those. Yeah, one one of those kind of shows. Was it? Uh, fr- no, uh, no. I can't was in um, Meet the. Oh God, was it? They they're trying to smuggle weed across the Mexican yes, border. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and he sings an amazing version of "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls." Yes, uh, you, yes, you know who? Yes. yes. Okay, I've forgotten that film's name, but I know what you're on about. Um, we the Millers. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so he does a really good job in that, um, obviously because it's set across, um, modern day America, but also 17th century America where people had just come over from England. He does like, he has a very good, like Northern, Northern English accent, but he also does a very good convincing American, uh, mm. like sort of Midwestern American accent. Um, Watching him go back and forth between the two of those rapid fire um, was really interesting. Mm. I'm very intrigued to see his performance because he he seems like he's getting to to flex his accent chops on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So no, I I mean I am intrigued, and there's a lot of like there's a lot of kernels of interesting stuff. Um, uh, last thing I'll say quickly, uh, they've changed some stuff on the user interface so that. You know how previously you'd see those sort of sparkly points that you could go interact with? Yeah. Um, and you didn't really know what they were going to do. You could press X and it's like, maybe I'm going to look at this. Maybe I'm going to pick it up and take it with me. You know, maybe I don't know what my interaction is going to be necessarily. Now it will upfront tell you, like, you see a shiny knife on the table. It, like, it will tell you upfront, am I just looking at this knife or am I like, Picking I'm going to take this knife and that will have consequences. Mm. Like... It better signposts like what the action that you're yes, doing is. What the action you're going to do is, so that you know if you want to commit to those consequences, as opposed to just interact with things. And I suppose that kind of gives you, or gives them extra things to do with that, because they can say, "Hey, you didn't have to interact with the thing." Yeah, exactly. Um, 
And on top of that, the other thing they've done is they've interactable points that will lead to quick time events. They now sort of label as like, this will be a quick time, there will be a quick time event if you do this. Mm. And what the positive or negative outcome might be for that, like to give you an incentive of if I interact with this, if I do it right, this might happen. If I do it wrong, this might happen. Um, okay. Which I I I want to see more of how that plays out because like I I spoke to the developers and uh, you can read their full quote on Sci-Fi where there'll be a write up at this point. But um, one of the things I asked them was like, okay, I get wanting to make sure the player is informed and give them as much information as possible. Yeah. But like, how do you do that without making it less scary? Because that that feels like a lot to tell someone up front in a horror experience. Yeah. So, I that their answer boiled down to they are aware of that. Um, they tend to find that offering more information tends to be the better option for and like more people seem to be happier with that. But mm. I want to get my hands on that game for longer and like I that that's one thing I'm watching out for is is that going to impact the the ability to to make things unpredictable and scary. And have we heard anything about accessibility in this game? Because the last one had, like, a lot of good options. Uh, As far as I understand, it's a lot of the same options. Um, I I don't think they've taken away any accessibility-related stuff. Do you know if they've added anything? uh, Nothing that I am aware of, but we shall... It'll be easier for me to see when I actually get to touch the thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, I have not been made aware of any additional uh, accessibility stuff. Um, oh, very quick last thing. If you've played Man of Medan, apparently that curator character, the person who like talks to the player and goes, "Oh, I oh, you let them die, did you? Oh, I'm gonna be a bit smarmy now." Um, if you've played Man of Medan and have a save file, he'll acknowledge that you've done Man of Medan, and like he will continue like he'll have separate dialogue that like acknowledges you've played past games, and maybe you'll get some extra story from him as to what oh, his yeah. deal is. Whereas if you... he, he mentioned that in the trailer because he starts the trailer yeah. off with "So you survived the Man of Medan." That that tra- that bit of that trailer is what got me to ask the developers about it because I was like, okay. "If you because they keep talking about how these are standalone horror experiences," and I'm like, "If someone picks up Little Hope and hasn't played Man of Medan, is the curator gonna go? So you played Man of Medan? How was Man of Medan when you played it?" Okay, and I'm like, they're, they're very interesting much... if, it, if it can yeah. you know, if it can do the other thing but backwards. Yeah, so they're they're re- apparently. As I understand it, and and don't quote me word for word on this, I, I believe the situation is if you've played one of them and you later play another, it will have new dialogue based on, oh, I've seen you've got save file for that game. Ah, you, you played that one. Let's talk about that. How very metal game. Yeah, so it seems like it's it's save file based and it will it will acknowledge you've done a past one of these games let me let you into some more secret about myself and what my whole plot line's about. Mm. So, yeah. So that 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 was me trying to process some um, little hope this week. Yeah. Yeah, gosh. Uh I think that's everything I've played in inverted commas this week. Uh what about you? You played I mean, anything else? I made some trousers. You made some trousers. I suppose that's play- I played with a sewing machine. You played with a sewing machine. <laughs> they're, they're nearly done. <laughs> well then. Time for this. Time for this. Morning. Yeah, morning. Nice today, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's lovely out. Lovely sunny, lovely sunny. Oh, it's so quiet, isn't it? Yeah, see the squirrels are out. I know, I haven't seen them in a while. No, nice to see them. Nice, it's just, you know, it's nice, lovely. We get to fly around. Yeah. Far less planes I, in the air. I walked around on, on in the in one of them road things the other day. Yeah. I did a nice pleasant stroll. No one bothered yeah. me. I know. I see the cats just walking down the middle of the roads. Squirrels everywhere. Day foxes. Have you seen yeah, many day foxes? I saw a day fox the other day. Plenty of day he was foxes. hanging out on the other building sites. Well, have you noticed the, uh, the, all, the, all, the, all the deer, the deer around? Oh, they've all been... They've been oh, the councillors don't go less. I know, they've been frolicking. Well, I suppose it's their only chance to go and see the humans now. They're, they're all stuck in their cages. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who, who managed to get them in the cages and get those doors locked, but... I seem to have done a real good job of keeping them out of the way. Yeah, most of them staying quite well in the cages. I suppose it's like the stories you hear, though. Sometimes one will let one of the other ones out and they'll oh, go for a little exactly. scamper. And then the the one the ones in the, the, the suits, they'll have to tuck them back in again. Well, exactly. At least some of them are being, you know, good about uh, about getting the, getting the other ones back in the cages. They're, yeah, they're, they're keeping themselves in them, Yeah, it's very nice, very nice. Oh, nice to be so quiet and yeah. get a chance. Although, is that fucking Kestrel? Oh, God. Okay, hide, 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 hide. hide, hide. 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 Oh, okay. One less mouse, but still, mouse. Uh, overall, yeah. Overall, overall, happy they're in the cages. Very, very happy in the human cages. Yeah, happy with the human cages, and very nice to see that we're we're getting to take some time yeah. over. Well, yeah. Have you ever found yourself in an awkward situation? Yeah. Said something involuntarily unfortunate in front of your peers. All the time. Ever wish the ground would just open up and swallow you whole? Very literally. How about an app? An app just for you. Say you've made a social faux pas. Just open the app, click the big red button, and Floorvor will arrange for that very thing to happen. Floorvor, for when you just want the world to open up and eat you. Oh, I've been swallowed whole. Now I'm saving the dum-dum. So... What have you put in your eyes? I've really not put much in my eyes this week. Uh, no, it's been a very so watched light week. Uh, we played a lot. We yeah. didn't get to watch much. No, we, we continued watching Deep Space Nine. We did. We're, we're nearly halfway through. Yeah, we're... Maybe we're a third we're, of the way through season seven. We're on the final season. Oh, oh Jadzia. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew we weren't going to have Jadzia around for the whole run of the show, but I wasn't ready. Also, I'm very intrigued by Odo's whole season seven plotline that's going on. Yeah, something happened. Yeah, yeah. The the oh oh the 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 uh, the, the changelings deciding to bring Odo back into the the pool is having consequences for them, huh? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, there's been a couple of like really like quite intense to watch episodes yeah, recently. Some interesting stuff about Cisco. Yeah. Uh, the the one the one that I keep thinking back on is that whole episode about the the the, the ship run by kids, yes. and that was a lot. <laughs> I didn't expect the ending that episode had. I yeah. I thought they would shy away from that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been really interesting seeing yep. like as the show comes to an end, what they're doing with Cisco and his whole emissary plotline. And is he going to get all of those orbs that were mentioned in like the pilot episode, and then? didn't really get a lot of like what do now yeah well i i'm curious to see how that ends uh have you watched anything else this week um i watched like three hours of scp illustrated today okay uh so scp illustrated do like just like little animatics of various scp stories the um 
it's basically creepy pasta. Yeah, it's it's spooky internet stories that ooh. like, ooh, maybe these are all connected in some way. Ooh. Like, like the Magnus archives, but more specifically about archives. specifically about like items or yes. particularly individuals. Here's here's our report on an artifact or a person that happened. This person might be making yes. made of concrete, and if you blink, they might kill you. Indeed. Um, yeah, or th- but apart from that, they're completely immobile. Uh, we, oh god, there's there's so many stories of this now. Like I've I've dipped in here and there. I don't really have enough time to get properly into it. But it was nice to go. Here's like three hundred things plus because there's lots of one a label zero zero one. Um, like here is three hundred plus things for you to just hear about. Just. Not the whole story, but hey, maybe having heard these summaries, you might be more interested to dip yeah. into. Here's here's an interesting snippet of a horror story. Did it intrigue you? Go check out the full thing. Yeah. And yeah. I like that they all have different classes about how they need to be contained or if they're safe or not. Yeah. Um, and it could be something as innocuous as like a, a teddy bear, mm. or a, you know, as dangerous as some kind of. Endlessly, uh, what was it? Bacteria that live under the ocean that grow, um, or I think they're plankton or something. They they live under the ocean. They manufacture nuclear weapons and then detonate them <gasps> because of of how like how many of them are there? They're impossible to contain, <laughs> and their their bombs have been known to go up to like thirty five kilotons. It's like okay, angry planktonoids. Sure. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that that was a good three hours of like, oh, interesting creepy pastas. Yeah, I I must say this week I've had no time for watching it. It's been played and one very specific listened. We will get to in a minute. Yeah. So should we get over to that other segment of the show? Let's get on with that one. So time for this. Got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you like JRPGs? I do like JRPGs. Do you like JRPGs that absolutely do not have any political agenda? Um, I I suppose I I do quite like ones with politics as well. But do sure, you want to tell... keep all of the politics out of the Bidji Bames. Uh, okay, tell me about your your JRPG that has absolutely no Bidji game Bidji Bames politics. This is uh Last Adventure Seven. Oh, oh, remake. oh, yes. It's a remake of that classic game that you may remember from the 90s. And you say this is completely devoid of politics, Absolutely huh? not. It's it's uh, the story of some eco-terrorists uh, uh, yep. try, trying to overthrow capitalism. Ah, uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, by, by stopping the planet being destroyed. Oh, and and there's nothing political about not that. Not a single politic anywhere in there. Not, not a politic. Not a one politic. Not, not one politic. No. No, does a girl get to do fighting? Yes. That's a politics. No, it's not politics. That's a politics. No, no. (laughs) No, because... Because... Because of her choice of clothing. Oh, oh, is she wearing very little clothing? She's wearing... She's allowed to do clothing. She's uh, mm, that that sounds like a politic to me. It's not a politic. If she was wearing not many clothes, that sounds like a not politic. I mean, no, it's it's... There is certainly some gaziness about the character design. But Hooray! In, in no our, politics. No, not, not a politic. But not they removed, a, not a politic. In fact, that was the point of the remake. Remove any sign of politics. Remove all of the politics. Because nobody likes the politics. Leave, in only, leave only the apolitical 
eco-terrorism. Absolutely. And the overthrowing of the, the capitalist uh, institution Indeed. that have uh, allowed the planet to be destroyed. <laughs> so that is Last Adventure 7. Head over to lastadventure7remake.com.lol and you can get yourself 5% <gasps> off of the Digital Deluxe Edition, which comes with a special... Um, uh, like uh, an enchantment thing. Which which one? Because I've seen there's a bunch of different rewards. Which one does it come with? It comes with one of the like. There's loads. I think it's the the little uh, like the little succulent character. Oh, and it, oh yeah, yeah. It throws leaves at people. Okay. Something like something that. like that. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes it a like a Bulbasaur. <laughs> Last Adventure dot. Sorry, Last Adventure Seven uh, dot remake dot com dot lol. Uh, and enter the code Q and PS one one three one one three one one three. Well, inside the boardroom of Electronic Actor Softworks. Hi, 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 hi. hi. So, uh, how's uh, how's how's everything uh, been going for you business wise? You uh, continue to keep your flagging quota up. Yeah, I mean, we got all of the uh, staff back in as essential workers. Managed to pay off uh, our representative for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the man. Now, that has been absolutely wonderful. I've been very glad to just be able to just exploit people again. Yeah, yeah. It's good to just have them where I can see them and exploit them. Bit of coughing around the office, but uh, I get to flog those ones even harder because yeah. I can make that their fault that they didn't stay home. Yeah. So, so I've been looking at our uh, our sales numbers. And, yeah, uh, through the roof. Yeah, right? it's through the roof. Everything's selling real well now. Real and well. I, I came up with... Um, I have I have a bad idea. I have a well bad feeling about something. Right. I fear what's gonna happen when all this illness stuff blows over. Because right, we're selling lots of games right now because everyone is stuck inside. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But at some point they're gonna get let out, and they're all gonna be very excited that they don't have to be inside anymore. Right. And I think they might go outside and not buy our games for a while. Right. So we. What are you, what are you saying? I, I got like some ideas. Trails or something. I've, I've, I've got some ideas. So do you want do you want me to start with like you know the the gentle ones or the extreme ones? Uh, extreme. Oh I yeah. Know. Okay. So the extreme end. Um, we've got to go sneeze on everyone possible. We got to keep this illness thing going as long as we can. I mean, we've got all these people here. We can definitely sneeze on a few. Well, of them. this is it. I, I I've been putting posts on message boards going to you know anyone who's ill. Bring them here so they can cough on me, so I can cough on our workers. Right, right. Because like if they, they then they'll you know bring it back to their families and yeah, yeah. I I feel like we've got to keep people ill, because that's keeping everyone inside and keeping everyone playing the game. How about some uh, uh, like uh, company picnics? We'll invite exactly all of them. They can get their families in, and, exactly. and we'll we'll make sure that they're defined as key workers. For exactly. Them. Yeah. If you if you're a family of a key worker, you're considered a key worker. You can come to the the holiday. How about this? People are sad being stuck at home, right? Yeah, yeah. How about we tell them that if they buy the copy of our latest game, they can get, like, free DLC as a key worker. Oh. And we'll have them... We'll pay someone to have them let out in the world. Yeah, And they yeah. can just come... We'll succumb to maybe one of our, our picnic things. Yeah, yeah. And they, we you know, we can get Coffee McGee on, on, onto them. Yeah, yeah. And we'll spread it around, and then everyone will have to stay at home just a little bit longer. Well, I mean, we're shipping physical games at still. We what if cough we... on each of them. That's what I was thinking. What if we just cough on every disc? Right, yeah. So, bio... Yeah. How about this? We'll get, like, a little layer of agar. 
Yeah. We just, uh, we'll, we'll use it like essentially like a Petri dish, and we'll just send that out into the world. Yeah. Uh, you, sir, are fucking genius. I know. So, what have you listened to this week? I think it's more important to ask what you have listened okay, to. Okay, so I finished season two of the Magnus Archives, and... Oh, oh, oh. So... Start season two. A lot of my suspicions I had, like from from episode one of season two, I had suspicions. I had theories. A lot of them turned out to be right, and I feel very good and vindicated. I feel like, yeah. I feel like, yay, go me! I spotted the clues. Um, there's there's a whole much bigger narrative framework thing <laughs> that season two's finale has kind of revealed. Um, I feel like season two really opens up the world. Yeah, and ties things together. So like, more. I think for a lot of season two, I was kind of circling around the general gist of what the big thing was. I think you were thinking like more like too specific. Yes, it's and this is a conversation that that season two finale has is you're thinking about classifying things the wrong way um but like i had got the right point yeah. that there there was in large swaths there were ways to connect some things that were happening and mm-hmm. it's always nice when there's like a mystery going on and it gets revealed and the things you expected to to lesser or greater degrees are correct but you don't feel like, oh, that was predictable. Instead, mm. you're like, oh, I knew it. I feel so clever. I feel vindicated. And yeah. also... <gasps> yeah. No, season two's finale is fucking d- dense of content. And um, not just the final episode, but the episode before that. Yes. Um, I'm... Yes. I need to re-listen to both the last two episodes because... Um, Understandable. Yeah. Particularly the final episode of season two. Name drops like... 20 names of things. Um, Yeah, where I need to just like pause uh, frequently enough to go, okay, remember that, because that's a thing. I need to get these things up on my my board. Yes, yes. Tied together with red string. Because some of the names that were dropped in the season two finale for like things, I'm like, now that I know that, I'm like, that name will probably be enough for me to start going, that's probably that. That's probably that. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's given me some classification points to to put data under on my red string. Yeah, I I found that episode very very good for that. Yeah. There is another episode towards the end of season three, which is very much like a here is a big info dump of stuff. Yes, I'm imagining my guess would be end of season three is here is a fairly complete list of what what those are maybe i'm i'm guessing like season 3 will be what are the the headings that the stories fall under i'm not telling i i feel <laughs> like i feel like that's where we're going is here is a general idea of here is basic the basic classifications of horror stories that we are doing and oh i need to listen to more of this show <laughs> It's so good. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Was it a week ago I finished season one? I've listened I think, to like I think so. I'm pretty sure I've listened to forty episodes in a week. <laughs> I'm like, give me two weeks, I can catch up with this show. I can do it. Yeah, then you'll be in the same position I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then at least when new episodes come out, uh, you and Nikita, I can basically just go. <gasps> ah! um, yeah, I sat down today and re-listened to the final episode of season four. 
the last three episodes of season three and the last episode of season two, and then again listen to the last two episodes of season two with you tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm already thinking back over eighty episodes worth of stories, <laughs> going, okay, so what was that? Okay, what was that? What was? That? I kind of wanna, I kind of wanna just go on the the web, uh, the wiki, and look at like. Episode episode summaries for those. It's still a bit dangerous to do. That. Still a bit dangerous to do that. The wiki, the wiki basically will have like um, the episodes, and yeah. then it'll sort of go like here's a synopsis of the episode, and then you'll have like highlights of things that you can then connect to other. But they will describe it in terms that are relevant to the yes. overarching. They'll thing. they'll use the the later terms that I haven't learnt to reference what has popped up. Perhaps I mean, I mean you know some of them now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's that's the thing. I don't know that I want to go back and re-listen to all eighty right now. But I, what I want is I want to look at just the first like sentence of the synopsis for each one and go like, okay, or just like go on um, on like iTunes and look up the the blurb that it gives on there for each episode. Which is I'm... usually the opening yeah. lines of the the statement. Exactly. What I want is like, okay, which episode was that? Oh yeah, I remember what one that is. Now I can think about what that episode probably means. Mm-hmm. I want I want to be reminded of what each of the core stories were on a very basic level yeah. so that I can start thinking about them. I mean I think you could probably get away with that as long as you don't start clicking on character names. Well that's what I mean is I don't want to click on character names and I won't scroll like I won't scroll into the story as soon as I'm like oh that's the one about the murdering the yeah, murdering you probably get away with that. Yeah. Um it's it's like if you the like the things I've done a few times uh early on was like I'm sure I recognise this character from something before. I'm going to click yeah. on it. It's like uh, the the thing is like this character is mentioned in this episode. This episode. This yes. Episode. It's, it's quite low down. Yeah. So occasionally it's been a case of like accidentally catching a thing from way later in the series. Yeah. Once or twice I have done that and clicked on a character name, but I've been very much like mag something mag something. Oh, that's an episode I've seen. I'll read that paragraph. Yeah. I've been I've been very careful to not read because they they do at least on the wiki like very clearly label which episode this information came from which makes yeah. it easy to avoid spoilers. Yeah. yeah, and they generally do have like a whole like here is some initial information here is a bit more information and then like a spoilers yes paragraph usually uh, followed by an advert if you're on your phone yes. So what about you? Are you listen to anything else? I mean, mostly Magnus Archives again. Because yeah. I've been re-listening to episodes with you, like, as you've been listening to it. You've been out for for walks and, like, at the same time, just listen to the same episodes. Yeah. Which so, I'm up for continuing that. Yeah, I'm up for that. And it's been lovely weather for it. Mm. Even if we can't, you know, do much and we've got our, our masks on. Yeah, but yeah, it's been it's been uh, nice to have a thing to listen to together and uh, and explore all of that, and then sit down and chat about all our little theories and stuff. Yeah. <sighs> well then, uh, there's one other thing I want to do very very quickly. Um, so we've been playing Final Fantasy VII all all weekend, and that because everyone's been doing that. Um, Mari and Stacy over on the Geek Remix channel have been replaying, have been playing through Final Fantasy VII. I think it was Stacy tweeted me going, "Hey, I recently rewatched Advent Children. Did you know there's a Gerard Way song in that? Is that uh, yes? So the the ending credits of that is a track that only exists as a Japanese B side single or as the credits to um to Advent Children, which is a track called Safe and Sound." By Kyosuke Himuro featuring Gerard Way. Huh. Yeah. 
it's it's quite a track and like there's an official music video for it for like this Japanese artist who recorded it. Terrible quality. The best way to hear this song is to go on YouTube and look for the Advent Children credits. That is the best way to hear this particular Gerard Way track. Um, I don't know what what half of the lyrics are on about, but it's got a real fucking good guitar line powering it. It's like, it's it's one of those like. The 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 Gerard Way lyrics in it particularly are very much like. I'm going to cheer from the top of my lungs and not let anyone, like, make me be scared to be visible. Mm-hmm. It's very empower- like good, empowering, like, chanty kind of song. Oh, it's, really- it's real good. So anyone who enjoys a bit of My Chemical Romance and has never listened to Safe and Sound, oh, it's a good track. I wouldn't mind sitting down and watching Advent Children again at some point. I'd, I'd be up for that. Maybe when I, we I finish... I think a bit traumat- traumatised yeah. after the last time I watched it. May- <laughs> no comment. Maybe um, after we finish remake, we can sit down and watch it together. Yeah. Well, I think that's everything we've listened to. Time for this. Time for this. You uh, got one of your own yet? Yeah, you got one of my own. Yeah, no. no, no. Glad we've got the old uh, end-to-end encryption now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes uh, makes these video calls much uh, much safer. Yeah. Much safer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually we'd have these in my garden, you know, with the uh, jamming device on, so no one could overhear us. But that's uh, fine. It's fine. It got just just. A 300 metre LAN cable between our houses. Yeah, yeah. Plenty that we can still have our... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Objects. Absol- yeah, yeah, absolutely. No one's going to uh, interfere with that. So, so... I've got... I've got a theory. I've been thinking of I've been, I've been thinking. Yeah, I've been thinking. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I think yeah, I've... Yeah. I think I worked something out. Mm, so, yeah, yeah. you know, you know that virus that's going around right now. Well, so they say. So they yeah, say. So yeah, they say. Yeah. Oh no, I, th- I think it's going around. I think there really is a virus, but yeah, yeah. I think it's been deliberately started. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. think uh, what shady government organisation? No, no, far, far shadier than that. Far oh, shadier than that. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. it's house pets. House pets. House it? pets. House yeah. pets. Yeah. What like? So, yeah, it's a dog. No, no. We're we specifically talking cats. Small dogs, small dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lap animals, lap animals. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, saw a rabbit once. Oh yeah, I bit, saw a bit big for a lap. Well, as house rabbits indeed. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the key thing that yeah. that you know lap animals love yeah. is a good lap. Oh yeah, yeah. It's warm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's right there in the name. It's right? warm. It's comfy. Yeah. It's you know a good place to lie down after food. Well, yeah. Exactly. But half the time, yeah. humans 
go bugger off to their jobs. Oh well, yeah, they go, yeah. They go off. They do their jobs. They they leave they leave their house pets with no laps to sit on. Well yeah, and then the animals. I mean, they've done like video recordings, like even cats, which can often seem quite aloof. You know, they find that actually they're, they're quite sad that uh, their humans have uh, gone out. You know, you get yeah. dogs that all like eat people's shoes or shit in their shoes or do stuff to their shoes, you know, and like that's just a sign that they're, you know, missing their humans. Yeah, so, what yeah. you're saying, yeah. Um, what I'm saying is that lap animals yeah, stand yeah. to benefit the most from right. this virus. Uh, I think, yeah. I think of yeah. all the people benefit from this, Occam's razor, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly, I mean, the, the sim- most obvious, most one. obvious answer. Who benefits uh, lap pets? Yeah, yeah. So I think they must have started it because they got, they have the motive. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Uh, I should probably make this one last because uh, I don't know when I'm going to be getting any more. Yeah, it's a bit hard, isn't it? Well, I mean, cats on my lap, I can't exactly get out <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now you're stuck at home and society is pressuring you to learn a language. Or finish those projects you've been saying you need to get on with. Or read some of those books on your to-read pile. You might be struggling with choice paralysis. Call the Dominarium. A professional mistress, master or mistrix will periodically call you up and make decisions for you. Services include exercise encouragement, stern reminders to drink enough water, or eat some veggies, and even prompt you to get on with your projects. The Dominarium, you'll call us now. Question time, so have questions. What's the question? Well, that is a good question. Our first question comes from Drob. Hi Drob. Hi Drob. Uh, what would your Mad Max name be? Oh, just The Buzz. The Buzz. The Buzz. The Buzz is coming. The Venga Buzz is going. <laughs> okay, I'll be the Venga Buzz. <laughs> Maybe take the the D off. I'll just be Venga Buzz. Venga Buzz. Venga Buzz. <laughs> what, what about you? Like Whirling Future or something, I think? Oh! oh. Whirling Future was cool. Get my point and my hair colour in there. <laughs> uh, next question comes from Tricky. Flash Mob! Uh, what do and where? Was the Flash Mob part of the question? Flash mob. Okay. Flash mob, what do and where? Yeah. Um, hmm, something nice and positive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, swarm the officers of the sun chanting, uh, singing Destroyer by My Chemical Romance with its uh, Against the Sun Where the Enemy uh, anthemic line. There you go, that's something. Uh, flash mob, uh, guillotines, Parliament Square. Oh, okay, you win. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Uh, that or I don't know, maybe like a mass hugging somewhere. Yeah, just like get like groups of people like 
drifting into this like like maybe like Trafalgar Square somewhere like that where there's like a lot of people around and just yeah. like have people just like bed hugging and just doing a really long hug and then like more people are hugging and doing yeah. and then oh. just maybe other people will come and join in and also do hugs a flash mob of just everyone hugging seems really lovely can we do that I mean I'm up for that world maybe please. once this is all over uh, Kelladry asks uh, what do you do when you realise you've asked someone the same question like three times in five minutes a non-specific answer, say uh, you ask a co-worker for their, uh, how their weekend was several times. Acknowledge it and go, hey, I'm really sorry, I've just realised I've asked you the same thing a bunch of times. My brain's not great sometimes. Sometimes I dissociate. Yeah, I find the best way is just just acknowledge it. Yeah, if I spot it, because sometimes yeah. I don't. Oh, sometimes yeah. somebody else is like, you literally just asked me that thing. I'm, like, I'm sorry, my brain pings about like a pinball. It's a lot, yeah, sorry. Stuff floats around in my brain like a lava lamp. Things drip, drift up, coalesce and fall back down again. I can't guarantee I'll remember. Yeah. Um, uh, Dungeon Kitty asks, is Smudge an eldritch horror hiding as a cat, just waiting for the right moment to take over the earth? No, she's a she's a pretty kitty. Uh, yeah, I think if she was an eldritch horror, she would complain much more loudly and oh, screechily yeah. and nightmarishly about the fact that she hadn't been fed in forever. The fact that a basic cupboard door can keep her away from food, I think, means that she doesn't have secret eldritch powers hidden because she would use them to get food. Yeah, she'd like use her tentacles to rip the door off. Yeah. And open every single packet. And we just or come to like and... mind meld to control us to get her food. Or like just hot mind hover, mind control the the food out of the packet. Yeah. And we just come down and just find a huge mess, or even worse, like all the food packets would be empty but not open. <sighs> yeah. No. She yeah. she a kitty. She a real kitty. <laughs> as far as we know. The Magnus archives. <laughs> uh, Lucy asks, "What's your favourite pasta dish?" Oh. I'm I'm a person of very simple tastes. I just like a nice like, not not too many texture difficult chunks. Uh, you know maybe like a nice uh, tomatoey sauce, some sweet corn, some, uh, you know fake chicken strips or something. Just just a nice basic pasta. Mm-hmm. Um, I like just like just, just again just tomato sauce, but like, um, so like chopped tomatoes, oregano, uh, some mixed Italian herbs, a bit of basil. Like on top of the other one, um, pepper, uh, sun-dried tomato paste. If I can afford it, <laughs> this is this is, the, this is when I'm really pushing the boat out. Um, just like a little sprinkle of sugar, and um, like fried. Oh, uh, sorry, like start with fried onions in in olive oil, yeah. and then just pour that over pasta. I'm very and simple. I I probably have fewer ingredients just because I am a person of simple texture texture tastes. You got any other questions? Uh, yeah. It's Becky too, Hill. Hi, Becky! Hi, Becky! Love you. Love you. Um, what do you like uh, about yourself and each other? About myself is the tough one. Um, I like... Hmm. I like my ability to stick with a very long-term task and to not lose focus on it and to go, I'm going to do the big thing mm-hmm. and I'm going to get it done. And to, to, to keep working on big goals. Do you have one about yourself that you like? My eyes are quite nice. They have lovely eyes. They're, they're wonderful. What uh, thing I think I like about you? Uh, I I like your sense of humour. This Big is what I was going to say about you as well. I I lo- 
more more so even than your sense of humour. I like that we share yes. the same that we have a compatible sense of humour. Yes. I like that you find my silliness silly, and I like that you consistently do things that are silly in a way that that amuses me. Mm. I like that without having to make any effort, we make ourselves laugh a yes. lot. There was, like, there was like <laughs> state mandated Kilippo. There was like there was like there was like fifteen minutes yesterday where I left left the living room <laughs> and I just kept coming back to like try and sneak the door open and blow you a kiss. And every time you were re- you were there <laughs> waiting, knowing I was going to do it and kiss <laughs> kissed one back the second I opened the door. <laughs> like we were both on a very shared wavelength of. You are talking to someone who once waved a spoon at someone for two hours after they left a room. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to wave a spoon at you if you go. If you go, I will. I, I'm warning you, I'm going to wave this spoon. <laughs> what happened? I went to bed. Well, I assure you, I waved a spoon at you until I fell asleep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we we, we are... I, I very much like that we, we make each other laugh. Same. I like that we don't have to apologise for our awful puns. Yes. We will we will make terrible, terrible jokes and be like, that, that was that was, that was was a god-awful pun. I know. It's, all, it's okay. <laughs> it's good. It's fine. There's no sorry. It's... I know. It was glorious. <laughs> Never apologise for that awful pun. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I have been in relationships where I have not shared a sense of humour with people. And they're just like, oh, can you not do that? Yeah, like, but, but this is a essential part of me. I, I think, I think, for all the times that we have different interests and different needs, I think uh, our shared sense of amusement is always a constant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Gerald Burke asks, "What is the first big social thing that you want to do when normality is restored?" Obviously, it depends on what order like rescheduled events end up popping up in. My Chemical Romance concert. My Chemical Romance. For VIP standing tickets. My Chemical Romance. I want to go to a rave. I mean, there's that too. I want to hang out with people on the grass and just get drunk in the sun and on the grass with friends. Yeah. I, I want to do that. I, I, I'm in the process of having my legs lasered, so yeah. Th- this summer, either way, is going to be quite warm in the leg department. Yeah. I, I want to hang out in the sun without a time limit, and I want to I want to do that. My chemical romance concert. I want you to do that. But first rave back is going to be something spectacular. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of pent up party energy. Yeah, we might have the fourth, uh, the third summer of love. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Mm. <laughs> uh, Sapphire Sunset asks, uh, best night's sleep you've ever had? Oh, oh. So I've told I've told this story before in places. Um, I got a review copy of Nino Cooney about <laughs> forty eight hours before that game came out, and I was determined to have a review ready for embargo. So I played that game for forty hours straight, wrote my review, and collapsed into bed. I slept for a day and a half, and I woke up. Utterly confused about where and when I was, <laughs> but the most rested I have ever felt. Nice. I woke up just like, ah, ah, hello world. Why am I so hungry? <laughs> oh god, what happened? Goodness. Yeah, it was it was the the most restful deep deep sleep. No dreams. Just ah, there's a day and a half gone. I think best sleep for me was uh, in the place living. Uh, before I was moved, we moved in here. Yeah, 
because uh, I used to rent a room in sort of a, a larger building. So mm. landlord lived on site. That they were a couple, but they would regularly spend like six to eight months in France at their their other house in France. Oh, their other house. Oh yes. Um, where they were like refurbishing a boat. <laughs> They were very fancy, but the yeah. rent was really cheap. I think they basically just wanted someone to house it for them. Okay. Without ever going into their actual bit of the house. Yeah. So uh, it was me and this other couple that... Sh- basically, they each rented a room on the other side of the corridor from me. Yeah. But they kind of moved all of their stuff, and I think they had like a bedroom in one room and their living room in the other room. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, at one point, they broke up. He would start going off and spending like days with friends and stuff. Mm. So there was one night where I'd I'd just gone to bed when I was tired, mm. as opposed to very often I will sort of go, "I'm tired, yeah, but I should do, I should stay up a bit later, otherwise I've I've wasted my day." And what if I just sat here mindlessly watching YouTube that I'm not enjoying for a few hours first? Yeah, yeah. I just went, "Okay, I'm gonna go to bed because I'm tired." Yeah. And I woke up like 10 o'clock the next morning. So I'd probably slept for about 12 hours. I woke up because my body woke me up. There was not, it was a detached house and nobody else was in. Oh, that, <laughs> that's the thing. It's the days that you have the best sleep are the ones where you get to wake up without an alarm and you just go, ah. Oh. Well, the main problem I had with that place was the fact that uh, it only had a really thin blind. It didn't have yeah. proper curtains. So in summer you would sometimes wake up like really early, like basically at sunrise. Yeah. Um. And for some reason I had managed to sleep like well past sunrise because yeah, I think yeah. this was fairly summery. So yeah, the fact that I managed to get twelve hours sleep, completely nice. unarrested and 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 uh, unbothered and woke up of my own accord, it was lovely. Lovely. Hmm. Well, that is all the questions. Is it? Hmm. So then. time for this. Time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure uh, Justice Warriors? Yeah. yeah. Alright, Harry. Alright, Barry. How are you doing? I'm oh, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Yeah, you've been... Uh... Skype connection's not too bad tonight, are Yeah, you? yeah. We've yeah. been uh, managing to keep in pretty good uh, speed with each other. Yeah, you know, it's good to stay <laughs> important, stay in contact, you know, with your loved ones. Yeah, and I, I, I really enjoyed that uh, that board game uh, over over Skype we did the other day. Yeah, we, we did all right, because we've only got a couple of webcams. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Uh, anything on your mind recently, or uh, I've I've been going out for my my, my walk. Your one designated well, day. My designated walk, walk. and yeah. I'm, I must say, you know, there is a, a park near me, and you know, I've on occasion thought I will will do a little walk up the park. Yeah, walk to the park and then back. Yeah, you know, like in maybe do a circuit of it and then come back. Not, but... not sitting down in it or nothing. No, no, no. I mean, that's the point. Usually, I've been just walking around the quieter streets, you yeah. know, because. There's still cars around, and it'd be nice to try and avoid, you know, some what little pollution there is. But, yeah. you know, and sometimes it's nice to just do a different walk. So I figured I'd, uh, you know, head up the park yeah. just the other day, actually. And I was surprised to find it absolutely rammed. Yeah, with people, you know, just having a picnic and whatnot. Yeah, you know, I could understand, you know, if people were, you know, having a bit of a jog or walking yeah. the dog or whatever. But there's people just, you know, picnicking and... You know, maybe playing a little game of football or whatever. Yeah. You know, climb a tree. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we're supposed to be in lockdown. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it feels. I don't want to. I don't want to be the person that's being like, hey, you know, 
you can't have any fun because of, of you know this thing that's going on but at the same time i'm concerned that there is a degree of this is gonna keep going on and yeah. you know a risk to yourself a risk to others but one thing I certainly wouldn't be doing, you know, with that is is calling the police. Oh God, yeah, no, like, I've 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 been uh, I've been thinking about that a lot this week as well because uh, I'm aware of some people in my life who've had the police uh, be a bit funny to them while they've been going about their lives these last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. So friend friend of mine, for example. Uh, they happen to be uh, disabled, and uh, yeah. when they do their walk to the shops, they sometimes have to have a sit down on a bench, you know, halfway home, just to yeah, just yeah. to just to recover because it's quite physically and uh, energy, you know, it's taxing, it's draining yeah. to, to do their, you know, once every two weeks walk to the shop. Well, you know, especially since we're supposed to be going to the shops as little as possible. Yeah, right? exactly. So you're trying to get as much stuff as you can, you know, per visit rather than doing little visits for yeah. someone like that who carrying lots of shopping is quite a task yeah it's quite tiring yeah. and they had they had the police come up and ask them they were like what are you doing sat out on this bench you should be going home are you going to disinfect that bench off do you uh sit up, stand up from it <sighs> you know nonsense like this and they had to sort of make a point to defend themselves and go look i'm disabled i'm doing my walk to and from the shops i'm not sitting here because you know i thought i would just flout uh lockdown i I'm I'm sitting down so that I can get home from my walk to the shops, and you know, I, I'm not saying every every situation where you see someone say sat in the park is that situation, but who knows what situation someone's got on? There might be some there might be some legitimate reason that that, that is a the thing they have to do. Exactly, you know? you know, it's it's no one's place to go calling the police, and especially yeah. you know, a lot of uh, queer and trans people have problems. We have problems with police. Full stop. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, people of like colour as well. Yeah, colour certainly. Yeah. Um, because like I, I saw a very good argument made about like let's say you've got a family who one of their kids has got say uh, ADHD for example and might be a very hyperactive child who g- gets uh, you know their their mood is is significantly altered they can't get you know the sort of exercise that they might not be able to get in their garden you know yeah. there's, there's and, a lot and of, especially yeah. you know people who live in flat blocks and things exactly it's You've got to have that certain degree of... I certainly do look at people sit out on the grass having a nice summer picnic and go, I am annoyed at this situation and I do feel like you are probably the reason why this is going to drag on for the better part of this year. And I think a degree of jealousy is probably involved in that. Well, exactly. For myself, I there's, say. there's a certain degree of I cannot let myself do that, but I fucking wish I could. Yeah. But, you know... I'm not going to call the cops on someone because, as you said, you don't know what the consequences are going to be, particularly if they're from minority communities. Yep. Even so, there might be some some reason going on that we're unaware of, and you know, absolutely, it's, it's uh, as as much as I I I fret for the impact they might be having on the rest of us and on the public health. I don't think it's my place to go. I'm going to introduce police to this because police are not, you yeah. know. Police should be reserved for things like a violent crime is occurring. Yeah. You know, not for someone's having a nice picnic on, on the grass and they're probably going to make the, the lockdown last a bit longer, but they're not, you know. Yeah, and hopefully other people will do the sensible thing and, and keep apart. People are, you know, yeah. generally masking up, remembering to wash their hands and such. That's the thing. If if 90% of us follow this to the letter, that is the same as 100% of us doing it 90% of the time. So, exactly. You know, it, those of us who can do it shouldn't look at those people and go, well, that means I can go have a picnic on the grass. We should go, no, we should probably try and, you know, avoid that ourselves, but 
doesn't mean we should be calling the coppers to, you know, slap irons on someone. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, uh, virtual hug, mate. Virtual hug, yeah. Oh. yeah. <sighs> Can't wait for the first one of these off. Same, the, uh... same. It's gonna be, it's gonna be quite the hug. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> good, good. Well, it's yeah. It's a good hug, mate. It's a good hug. It's a good oh. hug. Even without your arms, yeah, it's a good hug. Yeah, well, I'm going to uh, pop the kettle off. Uh, so am I. It's both each have a cup of tea separately. Yeah, yeah. Well, speak to you, mate. Yeah. So, Laura? Ah, uh, yes? Yeah, can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz in all the places. In all of the places. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. LauraKBuzz.com, which is where you can find links to everything I write, be it uh, written articles, freelance features, podcasts, videos. Uh, if you look on there, you can find my Little Hope uh, sort of preview slash interview piece that is on Sci-Fi right now. That is linked. There will be a link to that on LauraKBuzz.com. Other than that, you can find... Uh, I've got books. You can find those. Uh, Uncomfortable Labels. It's about being gay and trans and on the autism spectrum. Uh, that is available where books are sold or as an audiobook at laurakbuzzstore.com. And Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is a silly and serious coffee table book of video game character butt reviews. Uh, I have a canvas print of it in my office of one of the pieces of art. That's qu quite some artwork, isn't it's it? It's a nice butt. It's a nice butt. There, there are many of them in the book. Lovely colours. Indeed. Thank you, Zach Flavin, for doing that art. Uh, that will be out hopefully this October. Um, hopefully toward the end of this year. You'll look out for that as the year goes on. There will be more information in the coming weeks. And probably some more books soon too, because I'm, I'm, I've started on more books. <laughs> um, other than that, I'm on some podcasts. Ooh. There is Pixel Squirt, where we talk about video game pornography. Um... There is Queer and Pleasant Strangers. That's the one we're on now. You might be listening to this now. <laughs> Sorry, I got thrown. You were looking around the desk and suddenly my brain was like, what are you looking at? Oh, Polyarmory, no, you're on that. Yes, Polyarmory. Uh, well, I was going to use that as the segue to get to you. Apologies. Yeah, no worries. Um, I'm also on Podquisition, where we talk about whether your favourite video games are great and or perfect. I'm on Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, and soon season seven. Um... Recently, Jane was on a one-shot of that, which I is was. cool. We did, I was we... an octopus in a trench coat. Yeah, we did, three. we did a game of three octopuses in a trench coat, which you can go listen to. Do it, it's great. Yeah, and as of now, I'm on Polyarmory Season 2, DM'd by Jane. Hi, I DM Polyarmory. Ta tell us about Polyarmory and the other things you do. Uh, well, Polyarmory started as a, a series about a, a polyamorous thrapple. And that series ended, so there is a recap of that if you want to listen to an hour recap rather than 16 episodes of a, a previous show. You can do that over at uh, my YouTube, which is uh, Maniac Janiac. I got there in the end. I know where things are. It's also on SoundCloud. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you might have noticed that Polyamory is popping up in your feed there. And that's why, because all of the Stone Monkey Radio stuff is on there. Uh, so yeah, uh, first episode of that is up, and we will be doing that fortnightly from now on. Uh, yeah, so you can catch us doing silly things in the Underdark in what is essentially an evil campaign, 
but it's more just a silly campaign indeed. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of themes of destroying greed, destroying capitalism. Yeah, it's a it's a mor- morally agnostic campaign. Uh, I mean, but... <laughs> we 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 hate authority figures and capitalism, but we will do a murder when we like. Just just a little murder. Little as a murder treat. as a treat. Yeah, and and I am very excited for that to be coming out because I have had a lot of fun playing it with you all, and yeah. and we've got some. Some great characters. I'm looking forward to everyone discovering Parkin. <laughs> oh yes, Parkin. Parkin. Best character of show. Everyone loves Parkin. Everyone loves Parkin. Uh, I'm also Maniac Janiac on Twitter. I'm janiac.redbubble.com if you want to get one of my fabulous t-shirts. I'm also at patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. I write at stonemonkeyradio.blog occasionally. I think that's everything. Oh, for polyarmory, it's uh, polyarmory SMR. Uh, on Twitter, if you want to follow us there. Yeah. So then, sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. I will. Time for this. (laughs) When you're quite finished. Have you had quite enough time shouting? Yes, yes. Wee you, wee you to you too. <laughs> wee, wee, wee you, you woo. Is it bad? I want to photo- I want to Photoshop ambulance chan now. <laughs> and change the the siren lights to pink shades. <laughs> I might like have to photoshop. slightly embarrassed. I might have to photoshop that before bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving this on the end of the episode. Okay. <laughs>